This is the Roots Student Ministry Podcast. We are based in Southern California, and our mission is for students to connect, grow, and go in their faith alongside other believers. If you would like more information about us, check out our website at icrossroads.org roots, or you can find us on Instagram and TikTok with the handle CSM Roots. Now, let's get into this week's message. Hey, everyone. Welcome to week three of our series called Even If. And if you haven't been following along, we've been talking about change and how to deal with it. So when I was in middle school, I was a big baseball player. I had made all-stars in previous little leagues before, and I wanted to try to step it up onto a select team. There was a team that played into the fall, and many said I would be able to make it bigger if I was able to make this team. So I wanted to give it a shot. But at the same time, it was a little overwhelming and scary to think that I was trying out for this team where the competition was way better than I had ever played with or against. So I get to their indoor baseball facility and I start doing all the things that I'm supposed to be doing. I'm taking ground balls. I'm throwing the ball well. Then I grab the bat and I step into the batting cage to hit a ball against a pitching machine. And I had hit against a pitching machine before, but I I knew I definitely hit better against a real person. And that's when the fear started to take over me. So now that tryout moved from something a little nerve wracking to kind of terrifying. See what I mean? Like some change can be scary. So I stepped into the batter's box and I swung the bat at every pitch that came to me. And man, I think I gave the coaches something they never had seen before. Every pitch went right by me. Like, I think I foul tipped like one of the balls and I couldn't hit the ball off the pitching machine at all. And something was wrong with me that day and the fear must have just gotten the best of me. And I bring this up because in this series, we've been talking about change, all kinds of change. And one of the things that we often experience with change is fear. Like me trying out for that really good baseball team and fear can stop us from making the changes that we want. In fact, sometimes we don't even have to experience anything in real life to get our fear going. We can simply imagine a change going wrong and it's enough to shut us down. Like a fear of failure. The idea of not making the team, getting rejected for the date or not getting into that college can stop us from even trying. It's scary. Other times, before we make a change, we want to know what the outcome will be. And if somehow you knew that you'd make the team before you even tried out, then trying out would be a piece of cake. But we can't see the future. We don't know the after. And that is also scary. It's called a fear of the unknown. There's uncertainty about what's going to happen in the future, which makes the present tough to handle. It makes us feel vulnerable or insecure, just facing the possibility of disappointment or being rejected. Other times, our fear of change is connected to whether or not other people are watching us. There are other people on the court when you try out for the basketball team. There are other other people at my very emotional audition for the Roots Band. And if you tell your life group that you want to stop drinking or looking at things that you shouldn't or ask them to hold you accountable, all of a sudden they're paying attention to your problems. If you tell your parents that you want to help out more around the apartment, they're going to watch to see if you follow through. Because let's be honest. If I wanted to make a change and the only person who knew whether I succeeded or failed was me, that's one thing. But as soon as other people are involved, it feels different. 
It's really less a fear of the unknown and more of a fear of rejection. Rejection hurts, which can lead us to feeling judged or made fun of or left out. This list could probably continue, but you get the idea, right? Making a change isn't easy. Fear of failure, fear of the unknown, fear of rejection, I get it. All of that fear can make us want to avoid any sort of change at all costs, pushing us to want to quit, hide, or play it safe. But what if, even if everything never stopped changing around us, there was a way not to get knocked off course by fear? As we talked about in part two of the series, the Hebrew people are an important part of the Christian faith. They were the group of people God chose to remain connected with in a special way. In fact, eventually, Jesus would be born out of this group of people. Most of what we call the Old Testament tells the history of the Hebrew people. And you don't have to get very far into their story to realize they didn't have it easy. As a people, they spent a lot of that time being defeated and captured by other larger, more powerful groups of people. At one point, the Hebrew people went to Egypt to escape a terrible famine. They ended up staying there and growing so large in number that they started to, to be seen as a threat to the Egyptians. This scared the Egyptians, so in order to control the Israelites, they enslaved the, the Hebrew people. And the Hebrew people cried out to God to rescue them. And God listened and sent a man named Moses to lead them out of the slavery. And through Moses, God sent them, set them free from slavery and committed to lead them to an incredible land of their own a land that they called the promised land. Israel's story doesn't get easier. They still wandered the wilderness for a long time, like decades. And before finally landing on the outskirts of the promised land, upon arriving, they wanted to check it out before actually moving into that promised land. And, and after what they'd been through in Egypt, could you like blame them for just wanting to test it out? So they sent 13 spies into the land that they were hoping to make their own to see what this promised land was like. And here was a report. This is in Numbers 13. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. Sounds amazing, right? They discovered the land was absolutely beautiful. It was everything that they dreamed it would be. But look what follows in the next verse. This is in verse 28. But the people who lived there were powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. It was all good until they noticed that there were people living there who appeared to be powerful and had built cities that seemed indestructible. In fact, the King James version of the verse that follows says this, and this is verse 33, and says, And there we saw giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight." And could you imagine what it would take for you to see something you think is just so big that you would call yourself a grasshopper? The majority of the spies went on to tell the Israelites there was no way they could live there because they were too afraid. It didn't matter how much they wanted the land. Their fear was way too big. And so were the people living there. So you couldn't blame them, right? Now, we don't know the actual size and weight of the people living in the land the Hebrew people were scoping out, but we don't have to in order to relate to feeling the feeling that they had. When you and I decide to make changes in our life for the better, we face giants too. And too often in the form of fear, 
The fear of failure, rejection, and the unknown are kinds of giants. It's not easy to make a change or get out of a toxic relationship or try to confront an addiction or break a different bad habit or make a positive move that we know that we should. And often we respond like the spies did. We say, oh, I can't do it. It's too difficult and scary. The giant of fear is too big. So even if we genuinely want what's on the other side of the change, we stay exactly where we are. We have no idea what we could miss or we allow our fears to be greater than our attempts to change for the better. And if we let our fears control us, they have the ability to cause us to miss out on some really good things in life. The goal behind fear in these moments is for us to miss out on God's best for us. And that's the last thing God wants for us. Fortunately, not all the spies came back with the same report. Two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, they came back with a completely different view than the other spies. And here's what they said in Numbers 14, verse 7 through 9. It says, And they said to the entire Israelite assembly, The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. Now, maybe you notice that at the end of that verse, it says that they will devour the people already living there. And that sounds kind of weird and violent. And if that makes you uncomfortable, good, it should. But that's a weird thing to say. The point in saying that is the Hebrew people were divided into tribes where having land and taking land was a way of showing and maintaining power. Needless to say, sometimes it got violent. It made sense to them to have to take this land and the people living in it, which doesn't mean that's what they should have done or even that that's what God actually said. This was what they understood God to mean and they wrote it down that way. The point in bringing this up is that when you are reading a document several thousand years old, written a different, in a different culture with different practices, there are bound to be confusing things that come up. It's okay to acknowledge them and, and talk to people about them. And best of all, God isn't afraid of them. If the Hebrews got it wrong about what God said, we can know the truest representation of what God is like is Jesus who is referred to as the word of God. So while we may not know exactly what God said in this instance, we can know what God's son was like. There's no confusion over Jesus demonstrating God's love. Now, back to the promised land. Everyone said that they couldn't take the promised land except for these two spies. Why was their response so different? Because their fear didn't get the last word. They knew their fear was not the end of the story. They saw God as part of the whole story and he had gotten them this far. Even if they were afraid, God would meet them on the other side of their fear. They knew that now was the time to flex their ability to trust. Does that mean they weren't scared? No way. They probably were. But here's the thing about trusting God. It's not about not being scared. It's about following him even though you're scared. Remember it this way. You can have courage even if. Those giants may have been real, and their fear was definitely real. But they knew they could have courage because of who God is. 
So they trusted him and took that leap of faith. And if they had let their fear run the show, they would have given fear the final word of the story. They knew God would meet them on the other side of their fear, no matter how real it felt. You and I can do the same thing when it comes to the areas of life where we want to make changes. You can have courage, even if you are afraid. It may be scary before we make the changes, but it will be so worth it afterwards. Now, this all sounds great, but what are some ways that you can practically put this into action? And here are a few steps to help you get started on having courage, even if you are afraid. Number one, identify one change you'd like to make. As you listen today, was there something that came to mind? Is there something that you want to audition or try out for? Is there a relationship that's not good for you that you need to step away from for a little while? Is there a relationship that needs to be improved? And you could take some steps to do that. Is there a habit in your life that needs to be replaced with something healthier? Is there a grade that needs to be raised? Is there a part of yourself that you are holding from others because of fear? You may have multiple answers, but for the sake of today, just focus on one of those. And number two, identify one fear that surfaced as you thought of it. This is the, this is the thing that makes you want to pause and think and think, I'm not sure I can do that. Maybe it's a fear of rejection or failure or the unknown. Maybe it's a fear of actually changing. Maybe it's a fear of work that you'd have to put in to make that change. Whatever it is, this is your giant. Pay attention to that giant. And then number three, invite God into it. This is your chance to introduce your fear to God. This is your chance to have your Joshua and Caleb moment. This is your chance to remember that God is bigger than your fear. You could do something as simple as praying to God and sharing with him the change that you want to make and the fear that is keeping you stuck. Let sharing your fear be the first step in choosing a different response to fear. Fear is a, uh, is a legitimate and normal thing, but it doesn't have to control us and cause us to miss out. Even when you and I are scared of taking that step, we can invite God into that fear because everything may change, but some things never change. A few of those things are that God is with us and he is bigger than our fear. Imagine if you and I could live with that type of trust. What if we knew that no matter what fear we face, God is bigger and if that trust in God helped us to make a positive change in our lives, how much more confidence would it give us to make the next change? When we live with the confidence of who God is, even if we are afraid, we can have courage. Not only that, we have each other. We have our life groups, which gives us an opportunity to have other people who walk alongside of us encourage us in our faith, and help us make good changes in our lives. So let's remind each other this week that you can have courage even if. So let me pray. Father, I just thank you for your goodness that even when we're facing fears, things that scare us, things that may even seem like giants, that we have no idea how we're going to get through it, God. But I pray that we know that you are the biggest out of everything in this world. You created everything and that we can trust you, that you are for us and that we don't have to have fear, but we can have faith. So God, I pray that we all have faith over fear in our lives today. 
and beyond. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.